This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. Come on, man! Don't <laughs> seem so. Don't, why? Why you? I'm you, saying don't like that. sound like you don't want to be here. I want to be here. I'm just. I'm just. I'm nervous. You're nervous. I'm just. Yeah, I just you're I, anxious. I, I have about so this, many thoughts about the topic. I've process so much information. Well, so, that sounds like you're overwhelmed. I, welcome to your biscuits. I'm Rhett. That's, it, it, this is you, how it came out. It, it, welcome it, to your biscuits. I'm Rhett. No, you sound. Fr- Does that are, sound more excited? You, so I am excited. Are you frustrated? Uh, yeah, I w- with your with the, the amount, process. I, I think that there's so many thoughts in your brain that I think you're. Yeah, you're overwhelmed with the process that's led to this conversation. And I'm Link. This week at the round nice. table of dim lighting. Right. We are continuing the discussion from a number of weeks back surrounding the question, do YouTubers watch YouTube? And in part one, this is part two, we said, I hate to break it to us and anyone else who might be disappointed, but. No, we don't really watch YouTube as a form of entertainment and that just feels. Wrong. It feels wrong. Ironic. Ironic. Surprising. There's a a shame, (laughs) there's a shame associated with it. Shameful. So the, the question, the more operative question for part two, for me at least, is, is there anything worth watching on YouTube for me? I'm not saying necessarily for you or for you, right? but for me, and we ask you guys to suggest things that you thought would resonate with us that are on the YouTube platform. And then we started wrestling with the suggestions. I actually started wrestling with a lot of things about, you know, we don't typically give assignments uh, to ourselves that then require a, a, a time commitment. Mm. Um, so I started wrestling with that. Like, when am I gonna start watching? You? If I don't watch YouTube videos, I'm such a schedule-oriented person and so focused. Like, when am I gonna get to it? That's one thing I came up with, and I'll come back to the other things. But I'm curious. Well, I can speak to. I know you to, watched to, a lot can, more well, than I, I did. I, I did watch stuff, I and I got speak lots of to thoughts. That, that exact same thing. So, um, so let's start. I, let's start there, just with just our to, I, overarching I, experience. To put things into perspective in terms of how much visual entertainment I already have in my life. Um, I think I realized over the past few weeks that it actually isn't that much time. Right. What my life has become when it, ter- when it in terms of television, and I'm, I'm using television in the broad sense of stuff that you can see that, you, that moves on a screen. Screentainment? Yeah, screentainment. Okay. Um, it really comes down to my wife and I making a decision to watch a series that we're into um, before we go to bed. And that happens a minority of nights. Uh, and in fact, this week, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday, and I have been spending most of my, and, and, and some work time as well, kind of checking out all this, all these suggestions. Um, we'll get into exactly how much I've enjoyed of each one or how far I went. But I only watched about 12 minutes of one episode of Ozark because that's something that Jesse and I have been watching on Netflix, Mm -hmm. really like the show. Because I fell asleep 12 minutes in to Ozark and I actually loved the show and I still fell asleep 12 minutes Did she keep watching or did she? She was like, "Uh, you want me to cut this off? Because she looked over and I was like, you know, my eyes were (laughs) beginning to close. Yeah. 
Um, but that's actually not an unusual week. To just if we've got a lot of, a lot of stuff right. going on, to not be able to actually have time to sit down and watch anything. Uh, so we're kind of constantly checking in with things like we talked about in part one, just for like research purposes, see what friends are up to and, 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 and see what people are saying about the stuff that we're creating. But there just wasn't a lot of time. So it was a huge struggle for me to actually be able to digest the suggestions that were sent in. I mean, it, it was very, very difficult. Yeah, we because I don't I just don't have a lot of time to watch stuff. We have structured our entertainment lives, our screen times to not include YouTube. So I I, I wasn't willing to sacrifice the the shows that Chrissy and I are watching. Like we're way behind but watching Game of Thrones and haven't I haven't even started to watch that Ozark show. Um You got to get to it. And you know, I'm committed I I like to I like to just do one thing at once. Well, I don't read multiple books at once. I got all types Game of, of problems for a long time. Yeah. Um. So I there's no. T- I just I couldn't find a lot of time to 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 watch things, and I think that is part of the issue. Is well, when is there? I think the first question was: Is there something that I can watch that you guys can recommend that will take the place of that? thing that Christy and I are gonna watch before we go to sleep. And it was, that's a, I mean, that's a very narrow and yeah. lofty. I feel like that's an unrealistic criteria. Approach to bring to YouTube. Because that's something that our wives would agree on. So I, I, right. I, 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 I st- I'm stepping back from that and saying. I don't watch anything that we don't watch together. If you're right. If I had more time on my hands to watch things for entertainment purposes, um, like let's let's say my wife was out of town and I was making personal individual decisions about what I was going to watch. Like for instance, when my vasectomy uh, was was healing itself. Yeah, that was uh, that was like three days of just binge watching right stuff. And again, it was all television. I mean, I binge watched a bunch of Netflix series and and movies right. during that during that time that recovery time. But if I were to do that now. The question is, after the research that I've done, dipping my toes into all these different new series and shows and channels, would I supplement, like if I get a second vasectomy, because you got two balls, I mean, you can get another one. Uh, Is that how it works? No, that's not how it works. If I get my vasectomy undone, so I can procreate once again, and there is a recovery time, would I then incorporate these suggestions no. into the binge watching. That's, I, the, that's the question for me. It's not I, about what I'm gonna watch with my wife because that's too narrow. Yeah, I actually think that I've learned some things and I'm gonna make some alterations because I feel like. Yeah, I was thinking that neck was too big on that I've shirt. Been, I've been missing, <laughs> I've, been, I've been missing some things. Some things that I need in my life. Okay. And and I have found those things thanks to your recommendations. Wow! And you didn't watch nearly as much as I did, but no, you I still didn't. feel like you. Well, I I read descriptions and I like. Oh, you read descriptions. I called and well, no. In order to to prioritize what I I felt would resonate with me. Okay. Well, I, go ahead. So yeah, I I mean I'm nervous saying that, but I think uh, that's like saying I'll get back on Instagram one day. Well, I, I want to say a few things. Uh, not about specific. Sh- we'll we'll, uh, we'll save beginning to talk about specific shows for in a second. Just cover all the bases here. 
few things that are true about the process. Uh, you guys suggested a lot of things. Uh, obviously, we did not watch everything you suggested uh, just because we didn't have time. But if more than a couple of people said something about it, we we looked at it. That was sort of the criteria that we followed. Uh, and then how far did I go? I watched enough to get the idea, but I did not, let's say if somebody had 30 minute videos on their channel because that was the case with a number of people. Yeah. I did not sit down and watch one whole episode of anything because I just was like, I'm gonna shortchange somebody. So I would kind of scrub through, get the idea, get the feel of the personality, get the feel of the style of the editing, look at the frequency of uplo uploads, get the basic idea and I think I can draw a pretty good conclusion, but I don't think this is a definitive conclusion as someone who's experienced the channel on a, on a long-term basis. So just that's one caveat. Other thing I wanna say is uh, we don't, these are not necessarily endorsements of the people behind the channel. We live in a problematic time with problematic people and sometimes you can say you should check out this video and then you find out that this person is already known to be problematic in some ways. So I just mm -hmm. wanna say that we have not done extensive research. This is very much just, you suggested something, we looked at a few of their videos and came to a conclusion about their content. So this is not an endorsement of anybody personally in anything they have done or haven't done. Well, I'm glad you said that. Cause I okay, because I know how y'all guys are. It's 2018, I know. I've been around in 2018 <laughs> since the beginning of 2018. <laughs> Man, you were here for it <laughs> since the top. I've been here since January 1, 2018. 2018. Um, so yeah, so, and also, just because we talk about it doesn't mean that um, I think you should watch it, but the majority of the things that I'm gonna talk about are things that I have something to say about them. <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? Um, they made me think about something. Can, can I? I, can I just jump into the, and tell you the first thing that I decided to watch when I looked at the initial list that we made? Yeah. Um, it was the abandoned malls. So where is that? Defunct land? No. I got it, I got it on my, my laptop list here, but it's, I gotta scroll. Dead malls? Yes, here it is right here. A channel called This Is Dan Bell. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar. Cause I'm like, dead malls. Man, I, I like the idea of that. Channel says, informative tours of some of the most depressed shopping malls in the mid-Atlantic region and beyond. Um, so I started watching one of these. It was like a, a weird exercise in editing voiceover driven and I, I could tell there were some clips from the inside of a mall but then it very quickly included these two women, like VHS seeming footage from the 80s of these two um, women, I think they were uh, beauty pageant contestants. It was like footage of them talking. Like, so this was like found footage, okay? And then it was them, it was, she, she was doing an interview about being on the, on the slopes in, uh, uh, what's that place called? Not in Utah, but in Colorado, Aspen. That's it. Mm -hmm. My brain's not working too well today. Uh -oh. Been watching too many YouTube videos <laughs> lately. <We're laughs> My in, brain we can't are in keep trouble. Skiing in Aspen and like she's talking about it, and then he cut in footage of this seemingly the same woman like tumbling down the slopes, and it was just and the music was very retro. A lot of great editing choices. I love 
comedic and odd editing. So I'm like, oh, this can be, this can be good. It was like medium paced, and then it started. It was just weird, you know, medium paced. And then it started to settle into tripod footage of slow pans of malls that are open for business, but pretty much dead. But nobody's there, and he's and then he's got a he's added a layer of voiceover where he's giving commentary on when the J.C. Penney first came to this mall, and it's it's gonna leave at the end of the year, so if the Dick Sporting Goods doesn't come in, they're really in trouble, and it's very dry. Oh, I watched plenty of Oh, it. you watched it? Oh, yeah. And I was like. I'm just, yeah, I know you didn't watch much, I'm letting you talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Dan Bell, I gotta, I gotta give it to you, if that even, whether that's your real name or not, I, I think you're, I think you're you're brilliant. Your sensibility, um, comedically and creatively and otherwise, I'm loving you. Um, I just don't, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I I just don't know where that fits into. I just don't have a place in my life to to keep going back to that. Mm. I I that, wish that I is, did. That is the operative question because I I I got so much joy from the fact that somebody had this idea and then went with it, not just for one video that was just a few minutes, but a video that was, I mean, it could've, I think it was a 15 minute, it could've been a 20 minute video. Uh, some of them are very long, yeah. And then he did a, he did, he does a lot of them. Well, and he doesn't just have that, he has another series uh, where he, uh, two other guys, he may be with them, but I, I think, I think it's just two other guys uh, go to these dirty hotels and do basically I looked at the channel and I saw Reviews of really nasty hotels. They had a black light black and, I, and I saw the trailer for that and there was like stuff that they find using a black light and I was like, ah, not, this one's not as much for me. Okay, well, I wanna tell you what I think about that and then a lot of things that are very much like that and mm -hmm. how, how I think it fits in in a second. But first we wanna let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is brought to you by Quip. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. It'd be cool to meet a dentist designer. Uh, you mean someone who was a dentist and a designer or someone who designed dentists? Both. Hmm. Okay. But we're not talking about that now. Gotta go to school for that. Talking about Quip. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable, guys. Well, one of the most important things you do every day is cleaning that teeth, man, or cleaning <laughs> those teeth. If you've got one tooth, you know what? You can still use Quip. <laughs> but if you've got all of them, you know what? There's even more work to be done. All right, this is what I love. Quip has a built-in two-minute timer. It pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. You know I like a good system, mm. and I love it when the machine is holding me accountable. Say you're doing it right, and you can use you're that, doing this perfectly. You can Your use execution that two minute, is flawless. two minute timer for other things too, like uh, if you want to take a two minute walk. You don't even have to necessarily with your toothbrush. Brush of it. course, you can just carry it and use it as a two minute timer. I mean, think about that for That's, a second. It's not a selling point that they recommended, but <laughs> hey, we'll add it. Uh, brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5, and that's because three out of four of you people out there use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. It's backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. All right, it starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to get 
quip.com slash ear. Right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash ear. And now on with the biscuit. Are you gonna tell me something you watched? Because I'm curious, what's the first thing you went to? Uh, well, this spreadsheet is no longer organized in the way that it was, but Dan Bell was one of the first ones. It intrigued you as well. I just I I, I took a peek at every single thing on, on the that made it into our spreadsheet, uh, and I remember coming to the conclusion that this is Dan Bell. Dan Bell has an incredible sense of humor. This is something that uh, is very interesting to me. And but then I always ask the question, and this is the question that I'm going to ask about all of this: is Am I compelled to watch this? If I got home tonight and my wife was like, I'm gonna go hang with my friends and I had just unstructured personal creative time, would I choose to go to his channel for non-research purposes? And I don't, and I think that the it has nothing to do with the content because the content is great. It just has to do with the fact that I am more drawn to these things that fit a certain uh, set of criteria, which I actually, uh, I tweeted this to to get, I wanted to make sure that I left no sto stone unturned. A lot of people criticized the tweet because they were like, you're setting up criteria that doesn't apply to YouTube videos. And I did that on purpose because I put the criteria on the stuff that I was looking for that applied to the stuff that I was already watching to make sure that YouTube wasn't producing something that already fit the criteria of the stuff that I watch every night. So I said, Which is? please give me your recs of YouTube content that fits the following criteria. Number one, it's scripted slash narrative, which I learned that a lot of people do not know what those words mean. Uh, number two, it's not on YouTube Premium because I was already familiar with everything on YouTube Premium. Three, it's not a standalone video because there's lots of scripted sketches, but rather a story across multiple vi videos. And four, it's regularly and currently being updated or scheduled because I wanted it to be something that I could point people to and there'd be something new to expect. Uh, like I can anticipate the next season of a, of a, of a show. Right. Um, and I am gonna go through some of the stuff that people suggested. First of all, people suggested stuff, lots of people suggested stuff that was unscripted. <laughs> Documentary series, reality series, that kind of thing. Which that's fair game for the overall exercise, but you were trying to narrow it down. I was specifically trying already to go. To, because to, of the other stuff that you we've already looked at. Um, yes, so. Hit me with something, man, what okay. did you watch? I'm gonna go on to one that fascinated me that, I, that I'm calling this the niche interest category. So let's stay in that, Ants Canada. Okay, this is a dude, I guess he's in Canada, maybe just the ants are in Canada, but I assume they're in the same place. Um, he has colonies, multiple colonies of ants. Mm -hmm. And he plays God with ants. What do you mean by that? Meaning, say for instance, he has a fire ant colony that he calls the Fire Nation. And he has cameras in there filming what they're doing. And then he floods the nest with water and does a voiceover he basically gets all this footage of him flooding the, the, the nest with water and then trying to figure out how are the ants going to respond. So it is like a story, right? And then yeah. he does this voiceover uh, and shows you all the footage together and shows you how the ants responded. And I have to say that it was captivating, fascinating, mesmerizing. What, well done, well edited? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not 
done to the degree that it would be done if he had like really high dollar like nature photography cameras that were like up inside the the, sure. the colony and stuff like that. It still feels like it's a dude with a camera, but it's but he's getting very close to these ants. I mean, I didn't find myself being frustrated with the footage if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Uh, the And it was it's pretty slow paced. We're talking on like 20 minutes to tell the story of ants, uh, but it's regularly updated. Lots of people watch it. That Fire Ant Nation thing had over two million views, I think if I'm recalling correctly. And it, it opened. Did they survive? You'll have to watch yeah, to find I'm not, out. I'm not gonna do a spoiler. But that, that you talked about, Dan Bell and then Ants Canada, and then there's a bunch of other ones to throw in here that we can go into in a second. It, 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 I just was like, this could only exist on YouTube. YouTube has created a platform for a dude to collect ants and tell stories about them on his own terms and on the ants' own terms for a very interested audience and a very faithful audience. And AC fam, I think he calls them, Ants Canada fam. Okay. And um, I was like, that right there is a beautiful thing. Now, I already it, knew, it, that, it, I it knew this, thing. I knew this existed. I knew that these niche interest, very, very niche interest communities existed, but to see it in action and actually sit down and, and enjoy it, it was like a lot of light bulbs went off. I was like, well, of course, this is what I'm finding, something that could not and should not exist in any sort of traditional place. It it is a YouTube thing exclusively. But you but you don't you don't see yourself going back there. No, I saw all I needed to see. That's I, the thing. And I enjoyed it. But do I care about what happens with the fire ants next week? No, I don't. Lots of people do though. AC fam's gonna be okay. You know what I'm saying? But Rhett's not gonna be a part of AC fam, and I feel like I, I should be ashamed of that, but I'm just being honest. There's another channel, is it not called Human? I mean, does he own youtube.com slash human? Uh, I gotta no, check no, that, I think, there's no, no way. No, no. He, he, that's just the name that's of his what, channel. That's just what he called it. Uh, I don't know what the actual URL is. And see, this is one that I should, I, okay, this I is one you that I all should go back yeah, to. Description, wood cutting videos by a guy who loves wood cutting, and so I clicked on this and first of all, there's other videos on his channel. It's not highly formatted, but it's a guy who climbs trees and chop, chop he ch prunes and trims and cuts down trees or limbs off of trees as an employee of a company which he does not appear to own or be in charge. He's just a guy with a chainsaw who works amongst a team of people. Are we getting him in trouble? <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know how you know how much permission he has. He's like in people's backyards. And like it's very well filming, thought out. Climbing, he's got a GoPro on he's his He's got helmet. a first person perspective and then, a, and then like a ground perspective of what he's doing and he puts the videos up side by side. So he's cutting this limb down and then you see from the street view, the limb falling down from the tree. But there's a lifestyle vlog element. Like there were clips in the one video that I watched of him, he's like, with the other team members and he's like, it's raining today, you guys excited? We're gonna get out there, we're gonna do this and like he got a you got, he got a response from one of his, a guy that he works with and then he's off. He's like, all right, come take a look, we're going into the backyard, this is the tree and then you know, he, some of them get mil millions of views because. Things well, happen. Because things happen, like something went wrong and he when titled the video. things go wrong, yeah, they get more views. 
Yeah. Now, okay. I don't so, think anybody died. But but that was a is a lifestyle vlog of a guy cutting tree limbs. And I'm a wood lover, right? You know that. I've made it very clear. I watched uh, a couple of these videos. I was like, this is very well done. This is the best way I could think to approach cutting down trees and filming it and putting it on YouTube. Yeah. You have no notes. Uh, <laughs> no notes. And then I was like, but am I gonna come back and watch more of these? <sighs> Even if it got more personal, I don't think I would come back. I can tell you're not coming back. I don't think I'm coming back. I mean, I, I think about like, I think of daily vloggers who I never watched but you know from the, from everything that happens in their lives you feel like you know them and you're, I understand feeling like you're a part of somebody's life but have you on ever a daily basis. Have you basis. ever followed somebody like that? I've no. I've never followed somebody like that which is again, this is another aspect that this is sort of like a macro conclusion that we would eventually get to, we'll go ahead and say it now. YouTube is incredibly personality driven. It's not format driven first, it's personality driven first. Mm -hmm. uh, even though we are talking about very niche things, you're still kind of understanding and exploring these niche things through the personality of someone who is kind of in charge of the whole thing and is letting you into their life. And that's super appealing and I think that's, even with what we do, uh, you don't. You probably got into what we do based on one thing you saw. It might have been way back in the day with a music video. It might have been an episode of GMM. It may have been this podcast. It may have been something else we did, like Commercial Kings or Buddy System. But chances are you stuck around, uh, not just because you liked what we did, but because you liked us in some way. And that is an incredible thing that is very specific to YouTube. And then I just start thinking, do I just not like people? What's wrong with me? Like do, I do, I can't commit to any person to the level that I would say I actually wanna know what's happening in their life every single day and I wanna keep going back. Like it's just not something, and I think it, maybe it's just a generational thing that I like miss some boat, some yeah. young boat. I, I, I miss it, the young boat. It's obviously valuable and compelling, you know? Cause even when it's something that I'm interested in genuinely, but you know, well, that that guy was just he. I, I you didn't. I didn't get the impression that in between him cutting down limbs, you also started to learn about stakes in his in his private life. But if I actually his wife's pregnant or something. If like, if, yeah. I, if I was cutting down trees on a daily basis and like needed pointers and people to to compare with, I might keep going back from, a, a, from a functional standpoint. And then maybe I would get into the personality. Now let me. I, I want just we can move to another category because I want to keep moving. Just a few other things we found in this niche interest, uh, just because it's just entertaining. Defunct land, the thing I mentioned. Uh, this is basically history of extinct extinct uh, theme parks and other like themed entertainment experiences. Like there's an episode about the Nickelodeon Hotel. Uh, uh, then there's one called Steve 1989 MRE Info. That's the name of the channel. And this guy yeah, just yeah, yeah. Does, we, sh we shouted him out yeah, on yeah. GMM. Uh, just does MRE taste tests. Even more, getting even more niche. There's a there's a channel called The Great War that tells the story of World War One as it unfolded week by week. So literally, when they started this series, they were like, "It's week one in World War One. Here's what happened in week one, and then every week they update it, and you're following along with the World War. And it's this like incredibly detailed, hosted by one guy, as far as I can see, with the ones I watched, like history buff video that I was 
mesmerized by, but I was kind of mesmerized by the concept, but I didn't think, my, I was like, you know, I'm not interested in following the world war week by week, so, but you know what, lots of people are. Well, I yeah, and I, I haven't watched Ken Burns' documentaries. I watched some of them, but you know, I, I don't find myself continuing to go back a lot. Um, yeah. So something even more in depth, I, I get it, but it's not for me. I'm am, I'm I'm absolutely amazed by it, and I understand why it exists. And maybe there is something that I've yet to find that I will be like. I mean, I you know I like to eat beans. I'm all about beans, but could you really have a channel about beans? And if you did, would I continue watching it? Even though I love, I like eating beans, but I can't eat the beans I see on the screen. That rhymes. It's like Dr. Seuss all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, you can make that show, but you wouldn't watch that show. That is the problem, isn't it? I wouldn't watch it. You wouldn't Gosh. watch it. I feel guilty. Oh, another thing I want to say. Speaking of feeling guilty, we're not telling who shot who who recommended these things just because multiple people did, and so that we would just forever be mispronouncing usernames. So thank you for everybody who participated. Sorry, we're not calling you out for recommending these. Um, okay, let's move on to what I'm calling the TV category because mm -hmm. I think this is an interesting thing. The fact that there are shows on YouTube that are essentially replicating something that would exist on television. So we just talked about something that would only exist on YouTube that's based on a niche interest that we're saying that while it's great, we would not go back to them. We haven't found that thing yet. But then there's the things that you could find elsewhere, but there are YouTube versions of them. Brave Wilderness. The Coyote Peterson, from what I've been told, gets maimed, bitten, chewed up, spit out, any other uncomfortable verb with a, with amazing with an amazing ability to to talk his way through it, um, I would definitely sit down with my kids. Like Lincoln, I'm sure Lando would love it. I haven't done it. I know Lincoln's watched a few clips on his own, but if there's if if we're having some family hangout time, it's like, hey, let's watch some some videos. Let's watch some Brave Wilderness videos. Like absolutely. We could do that. It's like the. He's, I mean, he's we, a modern day Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we we sat down and watched uh, that Bear Grylls show. Let's watch. Let's watch Coyote Peterson. Absolutely. And you might say that he actually has innovated on the platform because of the way he's like letting himself get bit by things is something that um, is not what hasn't been part of you know traditional. You know what kind of TV would you, nature TV. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's kind of he's putting himself in the situation, putting himself in harm's way in a way that hasn't been done before. Um, incredibly in a, in a well Steve done in a Steve Irwin way. In a Steve Irwin way, way, incredibly well done. He's very engaging, and I if I see like if I see one of his videos trending, and it's like oh that's something that's crazy, I will watch it and be entertained by it. But again, does it pass the test of if I'm home alone, I make the choice to watch it? Not yet. It doesn't. Not yeah. It's it's great. But but that's but that is going on my family list. Okay, like I I I'm making that decision. So that's one of them. Uh, Minefield. Lots of people talked about that. This is this is the YouTube uh, premium series by Michael Stevens. Vsauce. Um, this again. This is something that is very well done. But there's other series on Netflix, Amazon, traditional television, Science Channel, that kind of check a lot of the same boxes. Uh, I have a personal connection to Michael because he's been on the show and um, I think he's sat right here at this table. Yep. And uh, 
I like him a lot, and so I'm more invested in, in it when watching it because I'm like, oh, there's a guy that I know who's hosting it. Um, well, I was staying at um, my brother and sister-in-law's house, and JB said he had watched a few of them. I'm like, oh yeah, um, I wanna watch some of these, and we binged watched, like, we had a few hours, and we were just watching them, and it, it's it's great. I mean, I would watch uh, I'd watch those with the kids too because there's there's lots of stuff to learn and they're done in a very smart way and he's very uh, he he just um, it's very immersive, so it's uh, it's very well done. Some are some are better than others depending on the the topic, but that's true of any any one of those yeah any any one of those shows. But I again I highly recommend that. And if I hadn't binge watched it, that would also be on like in in the family viewing. Hey, we got we got an hour. We don't have, we're not gonna sit down and watch a movie, but we're gonna sit, we could sit down and watch something together. I actually think it could improve our family time if I started making a list of those things because we just find ourselves like going into our own rooms because Lily wants to watch The Office by herself and I, or, or Lincoln wants to be on his phone to play video games. It'd be a way to bring us together. Yeah. So, so that's on my list, I would say. Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, a lot of people talked about this. And I did watch a couple of episodes, and I was interested in it, and and uh, to the same degree that I would be interested if I was in a certain mood while sort of flipping through Netflix suggestions, and I saw some right. weird unsolved mysteries type show. But typically, the way that I would do that is if I was kind of trying to like waste a little time before like we watched a movie or we watched a scripted series and I had a little time and I was like, I got 20 minutes, I'll check out this thing about uh, this conspiracy and I would sit down and, and watch it. And to me, it checks the exact same box. I don't think that it's any uh, better or worse than something, again, I haven't, don't have anything to compare it to. My I, guess I'll, I'll is. I'll compare it to something okay. loosely is Dark Tourist, which is guy from New Zealand hosting um, a show on Netflix where it's a docu follow series. He watches like he goes to like creepy slash dark places that you can you know you can buy a ticket to basically um, that are really weird. A uh, very well done show. I highly recommend it if you're into dark tourism stuff. Um, but again, I was I just had an hour. I was sitting on the couch and a couple of kids were in there. I was like, I'll find something. I'm gonna go to Netflix and then I'm gonna find something. So I wasn't browsing on YouTube because I didn't have any hope that there would be anything that could like, we could have a shared experience for an hour. Right. You know, so I might add that one to the list. I, I'm not as interested in it. Uh, Britton, my cousin, he's like super into ghosts and unsolved mystery type stuff and he loves that show. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, he told me that. Okay. But again, there's not a, there's, I think, well I got an hour I'm gonna go on Netflix. I, it's not. I got an hour. I'm gonna go on YouTube. It's it. It's still appointment viewing, and I think that's that. That's what really the question is: is what on YouTube is gonna become a part of my appointment viewing? Well, I am gonna get to some stuff that I think does pass that pass the test for me, but I'm not there yet. Uh, this is sort of an outlier that just fascinated me. Um, a guy named Brian Jordan Alvarez, who is an actor that. Um, I have seen in things. He's been in a bunch of things. So when you see his face, you're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. And um, he's doing a really, really fascinating thing with his YouTube channel. He's basically Does it doing- involve ants? Nope, no ants. It's not even in Canada as far as I can tell based on the landscape. It looks like Los Angeles mostly. Um, 
he is doing traditionally traditional scripted content, but he's putting it directly on YouTube. So uh, a lot of people sketches. Uh, he does sketches. He does standalone sketches, but a lot of people do standalone sketches. His sketches are actually funny, which is oh. very difficult to find on YouTube, in my opinion. Uh, but what I will say that he, he doing, he's doing that is even more interesting. He has a series that I think he's in a couple of seasons of called "The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo." Okay, and um, this is a character. It's a character that he plays, and then he's got um, uh, another actor. Uh, a, a woman that is in a lot of the things with him. They're kind of like a comedy duo together. They're in a bunch of the videos together. She's also an established actress that's, like if you go to their IMDBs for both of these people, you see, oh, they're very busy. They're working actors. Mm -hmm. But they still put all this creative effort into these series. Like this is a, it's, this is a web series that, okay, it doesn't have, it obviously doesn't have the budget of something that's on a traditional network or even something that's on a YouTube premium. Uh, but you kind of very quickly sort of forget about that as soon as you start watching it. So it kind of has a little bit of a web series feel to it, but it's just well acted, well written, and he's a compelling character, she's a compelling character. Uh, I, and I, there's probably other stuff like this out there, but you guys recommended it, so I, I checked it out. And then the thing that kind of blew me away was the fact that just recently, he posted an entire movie, a feature length movie called uh, Grandmother's Gold, which is like an hour and 20 minute film that, I mean, they put a lot into this. Now, they probably submitted to film festivals. I don't know what else happened with it, but at some point he decided, I'm just gonna put it on YouTube. So just very interesting that he's doing things. How many things, views are we talking about? Uh, of that film, there's a, maybe a couple hundred thousand. It's only been up for a few weeks. Okay. Which is, I mean, which is impressive for something that long. And and then a lot of the, the series itself, I think, uh, the Caleb Gallo series had gets hundreds of thousands of views, maybe even a million on an episode or two. So there's a lot of people watching this. Uh, but he's doing something incredibly ambitious that's very, it's notable because we know how difficult it is to create scripted content and we basically just made the decision that we're not gonna do it unless we get uh, the kind of budgets that we can get from some, somebody like YouTube Premium mm -hmm. because it's just too hard. Right, uh, but he's. So, what are you gonna? Are you are you gonna you gonna start watching his channel? Uh, I know that if basically the way I feel about his channel right now, and this applies to the sketches too, it's just like okay, if I am like I want to laugh right now, I specifically want to laugh, and I and I, I, I know I can go to this channel and get a laugh. Am I gonna sit down and watch that entire movie? Maybe, but am I gonna watch it as opposed to watching? the Oscar nominated movies that I haven't gotten around to watching yet, if I do, it's gonna be because I'm impressed by the gumption that this guy has to go out and make a film. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, but if I'm not, if I haven't yet seen an Oscar nominated film or something that somebody's recommending or something that's you know popping up on Rotten Tomatoes is highly ranked, I'm probably gonna go to those features before I go to this self-finance thing that's gonna end up probably Ultimately, if I compare them apples to apples, it's not going to be as good. Okay, but I'm super impressed. Let me just say, I'm super impressed. The guy, and I have no doubt that he's gonna end up doing something that uh, you'll know that name. Um, Get to something that you're not only impressed by, but is gonna impact your habits. Well, this is another outlier, and this already has impacted my habits, okay. is what Ethan and Ela are doing uh, with their podcast. 
really with their channel, H3H3 Productions, I mean, I we said it when we were on their podcast that they're some of the most genuinely funny people um, on YouTube. It's just like effortlessly funny, not trying too hard, Just it just happens. And everything Ethan says is just funny to me. Um, and then what he decided to do with the H3 podcast, I think of his podcast in the way that I think about um, you know, like Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan's got somebody on that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. then I'm interested in the way that he's going to talk yeah, to them. Yeah, but that's a podcast. Isn't That's not what we're talking about here. It's YouTube content, that's all I'm saying. And so I'm saying that it's an outlier that I wanted to acknowledge. But if you're gonna listen to it, you're gonna listen to it through a podcasting app. You're not gonna watch the video. Uh, well, you, you. Yeah, I probably would enjoy it the way I do most of my podcasts, which is by ear. Right. So you're making me take that one out, okay? I'm just I'm just trying to be helpful. Okay, all right. I I feel like I found some things that are changing the game, and I feel like I can commit. Feel like I can commit. Give it to me. It's what I've been waiting for. Okay, I, I got I got a I got a couple too, but they're there's other they're gonna be different than yours. There's I think. other examples of these, uh, and these both of these guys have been around for a while. Uh, but I had never really dug into the degree that I did. And I'm calling the these the category mock vlog, okay? okay? So this is people making what looks to be internet content that would typically be unscripted lifestyle stuff, but then when you dig in, you realize that it's all scripted and actually that's what makes it funny or it's loosely scripted. Sugar Pine 7, okay? So uh, these guys won Show of the year, right? They beat us last in year, show yeah. of the year last year. Yep. It'll probably happen again this year. Someone will beat us. We're always nominated, never winning. Always a bride, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. That's what we are. Um, but so these guys are doing something. Uh, the the guy who kind of started the thing, um, what and multiple, a couple of the guys were on em- SourceFed. They right? were employees at SourceFed, and the very first vlog is SourceFed is over. Is, has ended. And he he does this. It's kind of a, a vlog meets Arrested Development meets Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's basically he's got a camera. He's filming his friends. <clears throat> who everybody every, everybody's funny. All the personalities are funny. They're doing absolutely ridiculous things that are obviously set up and obviously planned and scripted, but they're all improving. And then he is offering his VO commentary. Uh, and it's this hybrid thing that doesn't exist anywhere else that I have seen, and is genuinely very well done. And then they've, they've are they creating scenarios? Uh, like, oh, I lost the TV remote. Let's see if we can find it. Yeah, very, very. Cl- it's all planned out. It's, it's, it's. Which interestingly, interestingly, one of the things we we're talking about is like you guys probably already know that like all of your favorite reality shows. If you happen to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know that. It's everything that's gonna take place in an episode, it's already determined before it happens. It's like, okay, well in this episode, you guys are gonna go to this party and this is the kind of, there's still, there's a room for things to move around a little bit, but it's all pretty much planned. It's interesting, they're doing this. You're gonna walk in this room, you're not gonna know where the remote is because (laughs) a producer has hidden it. Uh, But there's as much more, obviously there's as intentionally funny, not unintentionally funny, like a lot of reality television is. Uh, So it's just one of those things that I found. It's It's a blurred genre. In a, in a very good and creative way. It's super innovative. They're very committed to uh, the YouTube game. Like 
regularly giving you videos, they have a podcast, they have a schedule, they're reliable in that way. Uh, we met some of the guys at the Streamies last year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, I, again, doesn't mean anything that we don't know, but we didn't know exactly who they were at the time. I looked at the stuff then, was impressed with it, but as I dug in, I was like, yes. Innovative, so kind of like changing the game, establishing a new genre, um, playing the YouTube game very well. So in other words, it's not like this disconnected, too cool for school kind of thing that can happen when sometimes there's people who do YouTube things. Some of the people that I think we'll end up talking about where you kind of feel like they're above YouTube. These guys are not too cool to be above the YouTube game. Like they've got a banner that says, this is what happens every single day on our channel. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, and most importantly for me, it's just genuinely funny. Like they're trying to be funny and they are funny. So, Okay, I found one. And McJugger Nuggets does the same thing. Yes, that's the other one I wanna talk about. This guy's been around for uh, longer than Sugar Pine 7. I'd heard this name. Um, this guy's in Pennsylvania, I believe. And he has for years. We met, we met him too, dude. When did we meet him? We were introduced to him two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, just see, in I passing at something. Just feel like such a douche right now that you pointed that out. Just such a douche. I mean, I, I am a douche. I, all it's I, fine. I, just, I, I own I just, it. it was I own it every day. McJuggernuggets. I just remember the name from when we met him. But well, this guy I hadn't seen the v videos, and I I went and looked. He is doing something that is so ambitious. He's. I I was fascinated, equally by this, but in a different way, because he is doing these vlogs that they seem even even more traditional just on the surface, like lifestyle vlog. It's just like, oh, I'm just following this guy's day. But then you pretty quickly realize that no, no, no. This guy's mom and dad and brother and other people and friends and other YouTubers sometimes, they're all a part of this and it's all scripted, but they're all like incredible performers. Like you can still tell that it's kind of like, I just got my dad to do this, but yeah. it's I got my dad to do this in a way that, but he it's not just funny because he can't act. No, it's funny because he can. Well, the one that I remember is, it, so his dad got mad and there's something about it, there was a gaming console that ended up getting taken outside and smashed by I think his dad or. I think he had something was, go. There was some conflict. I think he had something go very viral at some yeah, that, point that was, years, that years, that ago. years ago. And that's the one that I watched because it was, you know, you can sort by popular and, but I, he, I was very intrigued. But again, a lot of things that are gonna get me excited are things that are genuinely funny like I'm, I'm giving the guy no benefit of the doubt. He just is actually funny and it's engaging and it's super ambitious. Like, oh, and you know what? He, um, in what way he, is it he, ambitious? He, I don't know what you mean. Forty-minute long vlog that is not—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a scripted thing. That's like forty minutes. It gets multiple locations. It's not him at a webcam. Multiple this scenes. is multiple locations, and it's all shot through the lens of. A camera, him, 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 lifestyle vlog, as if he was vlogging. But there's, there's all these situations and all these scenes that get set up. He's actually up for, a, for a streaming as well. I think. Well, that's encouraging. Uh, potentially for best comedy, or uh, he may be in a category that we're in. Anyway, highly recommend it. Uh, he's got older series that you can get into, and then again, it's just, it's just this guy who made this decision to be like, I'm not going to go to L.A. and try to do this traditional thing, maybe you did, I don't know. I'm gonna be in Pennsylvania and I'm going to do something that, he's kind of living in the constraints of low budget 
video, but pushing it in this really innovative, original way that's actually funny. An emphasis on story. Yes. Comedy. Yes. Yes. And pulling it off. Seemingly yes. with just relatives and friends and one camera. Yes. What are you gonna do about it? Uh, I am tempted to, there's a lot of content. Sugar Pine 7, you kind of feel like you can just sort of, all right, all right, I can just kind of get in, I can just watch one of these, it's not too long. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be there from the beginning. With uh, McJugger Nuggets, I kind of feel like I have to be like, all right, pick the series and start from the beginning. Uh, but it's a lot, it would be a probably lot of time. Pick, probably pick the current one, because I think the excitement, I, I kind of want to pick the one that's up for the streaming. Well, I mean, I want to, for for one time in my life, experience the excitement of waiting for someone to release a video that get, continues a story. I've never done that on YouTube. And if you're telling me he can do that, then I, I my interest is peaked. And I think the one that's up for a streaming, there's like, it's like a murder mystery, because like, the the first the guy the first person perspective dude at the beginning of the whole thing is is is, is like run over by a car and can it really be as good as Ozark to you in your limited amount of time? I you know? I, I no I don't think so I don't think it can I don't think that it not can. that that's a comedy and I, I don't, it's an unfair comparison I don't want of to course. and, and I, don't, I don't want to get there yet because that's going to be like where we where we land right Okay okay um, well it, what else do you have I've got I've got more I can keep going through them but I. Have never watched a Casey Neistat video <laughs> ever. Like I, I met the guy. I liked him. I heard his story. I was intrigued. I've always respected him, but I treated him like every other person on YouTube, which is like, okay, I'm, I, I I'm gonna watch the thumbnails. Like I don't have time to watch the videos. I'm gonna watch the thumbnails, and then they started making the thumbnails where it would like. Start to tick through different images in the video. And so you've, like, you've watched oh, the that's video. That's even better. Yeah. That's even better. And you know, I, okay, I I started to understand a little bit, or I thought I did. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to watch a couple of his videos. And it's an interesting thing because I'm a I'm a huge fan of of his now. It's just so easy because he's. Um, He's genuine, he's creative, he's smart. He's um, not much of an emphasis on comedy. It's so weird for me like telling you about a Casey Neistat video. I'm the only one who hasn't watched one. And I definitely think, I mean like, I appreciated it, the variety from video to video, but the just the creativity quotient is so high that it's so inspiring to me as from an artistic level. Um, and it's, there's a, it's current, like he's talking about things that are happening, like this video went viral, I was gonna, you know, this guy on the subway shaving, I was going to retweet, and he tells a great story. He's, he's masterful in the way that he presents things. Mm -hmm. And then he makes you think, he's like, this is, I didn't retweet this to get a to get a laugh, and then I found out the follow up story about this guy, and he's talking about it, and he's that's just that's just one that I watched. You know, he's running and he doesn't like the rain. He's talking about what's the best what watch sounds super exciting. You know, <laughs> what's the I mean, even something like that. It's like very engaging, 
but here's the thing that happened to me. I go into work mode. I'm like, man, this inspires me. This, this immediately impacts how I approach what we create. And that's why I have not and do not watch YouTube videos because I'll either waste my time with stuff that I, I'm, it's not for me or I'll find something that engages me creatively and I just can't divorce it from the impact on my job and on what we're gonna create. And it, you know, it's like I've never watched a Try Guys video, never. You're strange. Because I don't feel like I can, I just can't handle, I mean, Sturgill Simpson said that he does not, did not listen to Jason Isbell's album. And I'm not trying, and I, I related to that. I'm, well, you, okay. what's your problem? This is, I'm. But he said specifically why he didn't do it. He didn't wanna be influenced by it. Exactly, and the influence it has on me is that it. It, it stresses you out. It stresses me out, but it, and it also makes me think, because with the, my personality profile, I'm like, there's always a better way to do what I'm doing, and if I don't change, it's gonna. This is all gonna slip away. So anything on YouTube that's working to me, and I felt it. I felt it well up with inside of me, even watching a, a Casey Neistat video or the 30 minutes that I watched him, and I just felt like I couldn't put enough of that aside to enjoy it as a, a viewer. Well, um, but. Okay. I actually feel like he's different enough but in, but also inspiring enough that there's just the right amount of overlap that I could see me incorporating his videos into my daily or weekly routine. Um, well, okay, well. Because to, I, to speak I, I to, became a better person by watching. I, I became more inspired and that, that certainly counteracted any level of anxiety that welled up within me because I've got problems. So I, I mean, I have actually watched quite a few Casey Neistat videos um, and I've always thought he was masterful at what he does. Um, I usually wait until he's talking about something that I'm interested in as opposed to, to following it on a regular basis. Um, but to speak to what watching these folks, especially as we get into the Sugar Pine 7, the McJugger Nuggets, the Casey Neistats, and I'm, we're, we're gonna keep going. What it does for me is it does make me anxious, it does make me stressed out, but mostly for me it makes me frustrated. I mean the thing that I deal with mostly is frustration, like a creative block, uh, not from lack of knowing what we want to do, but from feeling a little bit trapped, to be perfectly honest. So, so to expound on that, so with what we do with Good Mythical Morning, um, there's a few things about it, right? One is it's not really our creativity on display, it's our personalities on display, right? If anything, the creativity is coming from uh, the people who make the graphics or the, or, or you know the specific formulation of the episodes, which is something that we're kind of overseeing as opposed to formulating ourselves. And so we created this place where we could just be ourselves and make each other laugh and people are coming in and enjoying kind of our personalities and the jokes that we make and that kind of thing. But from a purely creative standpoint, crafting something, creating an experience where you're thinking about every element of it, you're thinking about the music and you're thinking about the script, you're thinking about the plan and then how that plan comes to fruition. That's something that we have sort of 
We funneled a bunch of that into Buddy System. It was frustrating that a lot of people weren't able to see Buddy System because we feel like, especially with the second season of Buddy System, it was just like pure Rhett and Link creativity being just poured out, you know? And I think it meets the criteria of your tweet, by the way. It does, it does, and I recommend it. Uh, but when I see these guys innovating uh, and doing things that are artful in a way, I'm like, man, ah, I want to do more of that. Now, we'll say that we're constantly working on a lot of things uh, besides GMM that are, they're all designed to give us that opportunity to create that kind of experience. It's just the avenues that we're exploring, things happen slowly, nothing's a sure thing, and that kind of thing, but that's the main thing. We, we What we've chosen to do is to try to make those things happen in a more traditional sense, being financed in a more traditional way, as opposed to saying, screw traditional methods of making it in Hollywood and just make stuff freely and independently on YouTube, mostly because you really can't do both things that we're doing. We kinda would have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. We'd have to make a choice. Are we gonna go back and do what we used to do with music videos and sketches or are we gonna keep doing GMM? It's just with the way that things work and there's only two of us, you kinda have to make a choice and GMM's not going away anytime soon. That's just, that's that's the anxiety that is created in me, the creative frustration that happens when I start watching things that are creatively inspiring. But you could, so, but you don't find yourself not watching for that reason? No, 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 I don't, no. I choose to watch to be frustrated by I, it. I actually, <laughs> but I actually feel like I could watch, like I feel like I could I could watch DeFranco's show because it would, um, it, I would be more informed and it would help me engage with uh, the th the topics that he covers, uh, I actually, just as a side note, I've never watched a complete Philip DeFranco video. I probably watch Phil, I, honestly, I, I probably watch him more than any other YouTuber. It, because but, he's but, constantly talking about something. That, I and don't know I can see I, the value. I don't know if I finished the video, but I, I go right. to the section where he talks right. about the thing that I'm interested in. And I can see the I'm value. Because I'm interested in his take on it. In that, especially from a, from a YouTube community standpoint, I think the, you know, I've always felt guilty, A, not watching fellow YouTubers, um, but also not being an active part of the community. Um, and uh, you know, I, I actually got a charge uh, l last week out of um, watching videos about YouTuber burnout and talking about that and yeah. I got it, I was like, wow, I actually, I can see that I might start to carve out a place for YouTube as a viewer in my life because of the community aspect. And I started, I knew that on paper, but I started to understand it because um, I felt passionately about what they were saying and their perspectives and it helped me form my own perspective. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually open to that. And that's something that um, we didn't di dive into too much here. So I'm not saying DeFranco is my only place for, for that or, and the stuff that Shane's doing, which we haven't talked about. I, I wanna talk about Shane last, I'm saving that. Um, is, is, uh, it has a lot of overlap with the community, but then engaging in, in terms of like the way, the creative way that he's treating it. Yeah. But I, I when I watched the Casey Neistat videos and I was just able to check my ego, I think it's, I, I think I would like to have a relationship with him as a viewer. Oh. 
Well, you, I mean, I think I have his <laughs> phone number. So, <laughs> no, I not as a, not as a um, n- not a professional relationship, a a viewing relationship. Okay, I'll talk to him about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I could definitely see that. You know that I could. Oh, I could watch every single video he puts out. Well, l- let's talk but about. But I have to carve out. I don't know when I would do that exactly well, in my life. But you, but you have to put it in your calendar. But that that's um. Yeah, I gotta put it in my calendar. Uh, let's talk about what we're calling uh, the candy category. It's not about candy, but it is something that we could not uh, categorize, but that we both loved and wanted more of. Bill Wirtz, still a piece of garbage. Now we knew about Bill Wirtz from uh, several years ago when Ear Biscuits won Best Podcast. It, though, it was either the Webbies or the Shorties. It was in New York. It was the Shorties. And. Uh, I think it was a shorties because you had to give a really short speech. Yeah. DJ Khaled was backstage. And uh, or Khalid. Ear Biscuits won best podcast. It beat Radio Lab, and our acceptance speech was about how our podcast is not better than Radio Lab, and Radio Lab should have won. <laughs> and then Al Roker got up and was like, "That's the weirdest acceptance speech I've ever seen." <laughs> but that night, Will uh, Bill Wirtz won something, and then they played that "I'm Still a Piece of Garbage," and we were both like, "Who is this guy?" He also said something really funny when he got up there. But, so I've enjoyed his stuff, but then dug in again. It's surreal musical jingles with surreal um, visuals to accompany them ah, so with good. a certain splendid sound uh, to his his music sensibilities. He's got and, this song, and, song, recent song about Mount St. Helens and I mean, I, it's just. I will drop, I mean, this fills the slot that bad lip reading is in. So this joins bad lip reading that I will drop everything and watch. If he's the, got a new video. The new bad lip reading. And I, we're late to this game, but I will drop everything and watch his latest. Of course. And you know, I went on Spotify and all of his songs are on there and I'm like I'm like driving down the road listening to him. So Bill Wirtz is and who's the other reliably guy? great. Uh, and so sort of Bill Wirtz, if Bill were to take a dark turn, is Jack Stauber. So, still music and similar, similar sort of trippy, trippy stuff. Very, very comedic. Uh, he, I think Jack probably inserts himself a little bit more personally into the videos. Like, well, I mean, Bill does that too. Yeah. Um, but it's like a combination of music videos, which are great, and animated videos that are just creepy and weird, but also incredibly funny depending on what mood you're in. And it's much more, at least, I'm, I hope I'm not wrong in saying this, it seems to be much more regularly updated than Bill Wirtz. Like he's much more regular. It seems like he was doing like a weekly a weekly video. It's not just, it, his isn't just music, but it's also like just, surreal sketches yeah. with a very- Animated stuff, yeah. Pinpointed. Jack Stauber. I think he's, I think he's in, uh, well, there, the one that I recommend watching is there's this uh, animated one called P, PBJ, which is about peanut butter and jelly. And it's just it's so funny. I mean, it is so specifically God. funny. I mean, you have to have a very specific sense of humor to like it, but I loved it. I mean, the candy stuff is just bite sized. Whenever it hits your subscription box, you hear about it, you stop everything to to watch it on and your I phone would sh- at any show point. Show that to You're all a, my friends you and my wife, life. and they would like it. So I, I I would watch that with my wife, but it's a it's a thirty second video. Yeah, in it's some a, cases, it's a know? totally, but it's just a. You're standing in line somewhere, you know. Right. Uh, I I could have more of that in my life. Okay. Well, instead of just going on Reddit, 
All the time. Do you have anything else from the list that you wanna talk about? Because I, I wanted to sh save Shane for last and I have some strong The thing opinions. I wanna save okay. for last that can be next to last is us. Like I, I'm curious. Hey, us. Did, would, if you weren't us, would you watch Good Mythical Morning? So um, let's talk about your Shane and then let's talk about that to shut it down because I think that was, I think we brought up that question in part one. Okay, so. Would we watch Good Mythical Morning if we weren't in it? All right, we will answer that question before we're done. Um, so I've talked about things that are innovative and mesmerizing and things that I can see myself going and committing to. And you talked about Shane in part one, a good amount. But the but the thing that I will say again, and I don't know how many parts were into the Jake Paul series by the time that you listen to this, um, and I will say that I haven't even watched part one yet because I'm saving it, and here's why. Because I know that I can sit down in my place, in my bed, with my wife, before I go to bed and say, hey, I want you to watch this series with me. And it is the one thing that I can, without reservation, be like, she's gonna be into this. Is what Shane has done with his approach to documentary on YouTube, again, I just, it kinda started the conversation of like what else is there and I'd say for the most part, we pretty much found what we expected. We found really niche stuff. We found some people doing some really innovative things just based on the parameters of the platform. We found some really funny people. We found some people doing basically just replicating what you could find on television. Um, but Shane is doing something that I think is different for a reason because it is, it is something you could find in terms of the format. There's compelling documentaries. It's become a huge part of our culture, entertainment culture. But he's the only one doing it about YouTube in the way that is actually interesting to people who are part of the community and has the access and the trust that you need to be able to have the conversations that I know that he had with Jake Paul and do it in such a timely fashion so to be a part of the community, but to highlight the community in a way that a professional documentarian would do traditionally, that's something that doesn't exist. He's changed the game, we've already said it, but that's the one thing I can confidently say that I've had to hold myself back from watching part one. It's 40 minutes long, he's got eight parts. I've had to hold myself back from watching it because I was like, I gotta watch all this other stuff and this is the one thing I'm gonna save and be like, Jesse, let's sit down and let's watch this together. So I still think that after this whole thing, I'm back to Shane is doing the most compelling thing on YouTube right now. There it is, I said it again, I already said it, I said it again. I And I know that I'll like it when I watch it. And again, I just, Will you watch it? Um. Yeah, I just I've got I've got some more internal work to do just to make sure that I don't work. I just enjoy it. Like it's it has nothing to do with his work. It just has to do with me. Like I got to get I got to stop working or seeing how does this impact what we do. You know, I w or I wish. Yeah, you know, it's like just write down. Here's what I think. Here's my advice. So yeah, I can do that. When you feel compelled, when you feel like you shouldn't watch those things, just watch them and just take some notes so you just get the you process whatever it is that you feel like you wanna learn and apply to what we do, just take some notes. And again, it's, and it's, then we'll it, just it's in talk no, about it. It's in no way competition. 
That I'm, I'm pretty clear about that, right? It's not about competition and am I better or are we falling behind? It just it, makes you feel like we have to make not changes. A, it's and, not a comparison thing, it's a, I actually do get inspired and then I feel hamstrung with, with you know, how, do I have a place where I can apply? And that's a funny thing to say when like we could make anything we want technically. But technically not but not practically. Right. It seems it seems like we could, but practically the answer is no. Okay. Would you watch us? Would I watch us? It's uh, it's it's almost an impossible question. Okay. Cuz I know myself. Yes and no. Okay. Let me say let me say the no part. I'll start with the no. I'll start with the negative. Well, here's the I I think we're okay, looking I won't. I know I'm just I I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm just Go ahead. The no part is. I don't want you to give me the answer and then I just have to say, yeah, I agree. Okay, well. Because I don't know I, what I, don't, I, think. I don't think. If you know what you think, I have to figure it out by talking. That's why I cut you off. Okay, I don't think we're gonna think the same thing though. I don't know what I think. Well then just let me talk and then think and talk within a second. Because then I'll just agree with you. No you won't. The reason I would not watch us is because I don't watch anything on a daily basis. Because the structure that we created, which is actually the reason for the success of the show in many ways, is the fact that we created a 10 to 15 minute experience and if you add more, you're getting up to 20 minutes every single day that you can carve out and you know it's gonna happen at a certain time. Right. My schedule does not allow currently for that window to be, there is no window. There is no like, I don't watch anything. The only thing that I do on a regular basis is uh, during my drive into work, I will listen to a podcast or a book on tape, Audible, and um, that's the window. And our show doesn't it doesn't fit. We don't. It's not. This we have a podcast, but we're making it right now. But GMM is not that. So I don't have a place for a daily video. So no, I would not watch our our show as it is intended to be watched every day. That's my no part. I have a yes part that I would watch. And I think I think that everything you said is the reason why I that would be a yes for me because I knew I know I could count on it. I could make it a part of my daily routine like the way that uh thankfully so many people have. And so I could actually again, you know, I was joking about you were joking about the calendar, but yeah, it's because I'm so schedule oriented that like Okay, I could have a relationship with this show because I can count on it, and you know if it if it gives me something that I need, it's just like you know when when my grandparents watch uh you know they watch Pat Sajak every night, you know it's like all right, that's what we're after dinner, that's what we do. Sit yeah. down and watch the wheel spin mm-hmm. and i and I think a lot of people do that with our show. they watch it after dinner, with breakfast, whatever. We just, as a family, we don't have those things that we watch. We listen to music while we eat dinner. That's what we just made some different choices that don't allow for Good Mythical Morning on a daily basis or something like it. I, and I think the other, the other thing we were getting at is that we're so compelled by story. That's the brilliant thing that Shane did is that he, you know, in a making a murder kind of way, he draws you in in multiple part series and then you, it fits a certain, certain time slot that you wanna fill with story and intrigue and in that case, reality yeah. and also learning a, a, about a fascinating person or yeah. situation. Um, so, so as far as the content of our show, I mean, there's not, 
there's not that much story. You know, a lot of, I, I think a lot of people, we put, we put a lot of that in this podcast now because it was part of Good Mythical Morning early on and I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a big part of this show now. Yeah, right. Um, but that being said, since it's not a big part of Good Mythical Morning anymore, I, I don't know, I don't know if I would watch because it's missing that, the, the story, which could be a reality story that has stakes or it, you know, with other, other people on YouTube that I'm trying, you know, that I'm open to, or it could be script, uh, it, it, or it obviously lacks a scripted story. So I don't know if, because I, I think that would be the next thing. Because like, would I be entertained by those guys? I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> well, that was th- so. That's the yes part I want to <laughs> say. And this is, uh, this is some weird, egotistical thing to say. <laughs> um, but there, I can get to to a place, and I do this sometimes when I'm watching back one of our videos. Now, usually my motivation to go to one of our videos is to see what people are thinking about it. If I do that within the YouTube Studio app, I don't have to watch the video. I can just see the comments. But every once right. in a while, I'll do that while I'm on the internet, and I go to the video, and it just starts playing. Or if I, the kids are watching the video when I get home, I'll yeah. watch an episode. I find myself watching. Or if there was something particular about that episode that I wanted to see how it came across. Something and so new. Watch it back. But the majority of what we make on GMM, we don't watch back. So, but I can put myself in the shoes of a person who is not us, just watching us. And there are many times when I'm sitting there watching, and I and I and I think to myself, those guys are funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, like, I I think I, for me, it's like, I like those guys. I I I, I, no, can, no, yeah, I, I like those no, guys. I'm saying that like I'm, I'm like, just like I said about. You'll notice that all the people that I that I connected with, I said genuinely funny, and I am I, I am I will say with a, a total egotistical pride, I think I'm genuinely funny. You, uh, no, I think we're both <laughs> genuinely funny. I think the comedy that we've created uh, is genuinely funny. I, otherwise, I would be I would feel sick about what we're doing. But, yeah, that but, would be horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, but that's that's one of the reasons we keep doing it. I think we're actually creating a genuinely funny, engaging thing that just because it's if it's a format that I couldn't practically fit into my life right now, uh, doesn't mean that I can't as a third party look at it and be like, ah, I see, I get it, I understand why you'd want to sit down and watch those guys. Got it. Move on to the next thing. That's how I would evaluate us, pridefully but unashamedly at the same time. What have we learned? Man, I don't know what it is about this this whole exercise. That it was tiring. Like so exhausted. I'm like, yeah, I'm I literally right feel now. like exhausted. Yeah, let's go work some more though, because that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that the Casey Neistat thing for me, I, I do acknowledge that it, that it's an odd thing to say, but I think it, I think it opens a door for me to say, okay, there may be room for personality-driven, uh, high creativity quotient content in my life on a weekly basis that I could follow him and other people like him that I could find and have a viewing relationship, an ongoing viewing relationship with, um, with with those people, 
And, I think and that's a totally different approach, and, you know, and then what I, what I thought I was looking for, which was um, appointment viewing, you know, to, to when I would normally watch a documentary or like a scripted thing. Yeah, and I think the conclusion for me is uh, I don't see my viewing habits changing drastically because of this exercise. I think that I am going to primarily continue to enjoy scripted, and again, to clarify, when I say scripted, I mean there was a script written for it. <laughs> oh. Uh, so story-based scripted uh, television and movies is gonna be my primary source of entertainment and then I'm going to do popcorn enjoyment of certain shorter things on YouTube. But the thing I'm adding, I've already talked about Shane, I think he could fill that spot, but I think that some of the people that I mentioned who are doing innovative things are, I, I feel like I'm on the verge of like doing a, a deeper dive if I can find the time. And I don't think I would regret any of that. Um, so I think I, I have been changed somewhat. But I want to do this again. I, I I feel like this is an exercise that we have to do at least annually. Well, I, yeah, and I I do feel like in the when definitely before Good Mythical Morning when we didn't have a format that we like put our head down and we could just focus on. I I did watch a lot of YouTube videos in the name of research and impacting. Like I was a student of everything that was working on YouTube to impact what we were going to do next. Like. Uh, probably a lot more than you. And I think that's why I have such a hard time turning that off. Um, so, but I also feel like I can I can be engaged and inspired and it can affect our work. And that's also a good thing as long as I put it in its place, but I've turned it off entirely for a few years and I've missed out. So I think that's another aspect of, um, I can crack that door back open. Thank you for helping us do that with all of your suggestions and for hanging with us. Hopefully you're not exhausted having listened to us. I just like, I actually feel bad at the end of a podcast and man, I'm exhausted. But um, well, I'm, it's just the culmination of, of this exercise. And it, what, we didn't, what we didn't say was like, what does this mean for YouTube and people like us? Because I was hoping that we'd come back and there'd be like more stuff and be like, there's hope for people who YouTube do, it doesn't work for them and it's gonna start working for them and they're gonna they're right. gonna come in droves. I, I think that's, I think that, I think first of all, I think YouTube Premium is trying to fill that void and maybe they will. But I think that ultimately, people like me and you are just gonna get old and die. Well that's, that's a safe bet yeah, and a great ending. Yeah. All right guys, we'll speak at you next week. Uh, but trust, we're gonna be getting older and closer to dying. <laughs> Hashtag Air Biscuits.